Welcome to the 1080 Outdoors podcast. This is your host, Taylor Henry. We are on episode 13 today. Jed Domke joins me, so we will review a little bit of what we have done so far in the turkey season here in Wisconsin. Then we will kick it over to Richie Wilhelm of Raw Adventures Wild. And Richie's a pretty cool dude. He he used to film uh, for a TV show on the Outdoor Channel, or Pursuit Channel, I think it was. And uh, that interview took place uh, about a month or two ago. So we will run that. But for the next couple minutes, you have Jed and I. And Jed, how has everything been going with you? Real good. Real good. Do you have some possible secret news you're going to release on Wednesday or Thursday on our Facebook Live? Yeah, I mean, I guess we could we could play it that way, or we you know we could just be normal and talk about it now. But I guess we're gonna be weird, so we're uh, gonna be weird. Make sure you tune in Wednesday and Thursday. So Wednesday and Thursday, we're actually gonna cover more in depth our turkey hunt so far this year. We're gonna keep this one short, so you don't have to listen to us for an hour. And then Richie's interview runs about an hour, so um, buckle up here. And in about three minutes, four minutes, we'll kick it over to Richie. But overall, Jed, you. Uh, how many kills do you have so far that you've been a part of? Just one. Just one. Just one. So you and Mark didn't get her done. No, he uh, he got it done flying solo the next morning after I had to go back to work with a freaking Jake too. You would have loved it. Yeah, I'd have loved it. So <laughs> um, for me, opening day, uh, I was able to kill one right away in the morning. Our good friend Billy Kellogg killed in the afternoon. We have nice film with that one. Unfortunately, Billy did not have good film with the first one because you got to hit something called record. And then, uh, yeah, my cousin Jeffrey got one that weekend that we have a cool video of him actually um, reaping one. First time he had done that. So overall, what's, I don't think anything crazy really has happened. I would say the, the hunts I've been a part of, unfortunately, I was gone last week, so I wasn't able to hunt second season. Uh, the turkeys have been acting like a little bit skittish with the decoys. Um, maybe being a little more difficult coming in, I know with... With Billy, our hunts, we're, we were just kind of struggling to get him to commit fully to the decoys. That's why I had to shoot one. Mine was shooting him out of the back of the blind. His was after about 45 minutes of being invisible. He finally came up to within range, and Billy smoked him with uh, with his bow. But what did you think about the hunts you've been on? Um, real quiet. A, lo- a lot of not gobbling off the roost. Um, but the one that, uh, that Willie ended up killing... Um, gave he he did take a long time to commit to the decoys also but uh he he gave us a long show of uh of strutting and and spitting so that was pretty neat and then uh we also had a a hen come in and kind of strut around in three-quarter strut for a while trying to uh entice entice our strutter to mount her but uh (laughs) it was pretty yeah it was it was a fake 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 guy yeah. So that wasn't going to happen. And, of course, we've dealt with really strange weather. We just got dumped with snow on this weekend again. And yep. You actually had the morning before the snow came, right? The morning that the snow came. Yeah. Yeah, we, we uh, ended up killing that bird at probably um, 7, and the snow started by about 8.30. So. I've heard of some people killing really, really early, but, oh, uh, yeah, our kills have been, well, two of them in the afternoon. The one I had was middle morning kind of after a while so looking into the next week here for wisconsin if you're local or in the midwest looks like you know some rain showers entering into the third season here but this weekend should be dominant 
Dynamite. Dynamite. Dominate and Dynamite combined is Dominite. Um, so, yeah, 60s this weekend and nice. Yep. So, I'm thinking a lot of birds will die then. We'll see what happens. Uh, we got a lot of tags coming up here third season, so there should be a lot of kills coming up. And we usually probably hunt a little bit fourth season and then move on to what's up next. What is up next? Bear hunting coming up in Canada Come soon. Come on. Come on now. So, we're going to kick it over to the interview with Richie now. Jed and I are going to go scout some turkeys out in the country for the season Wednesday morning. Uh, Jed's heading down to Madison this weekend, but we'll hunt throughout the week around here. And again, Thursday or Wednesday or Thursday, we're going to have a Facebook Live at 7 p.m. with awesome news from Jed and maybe some more stuff. Enjoy the interview with Richie. So we're here tonight with Richie Wilhelm. Richie, if you want to kind of introduce yourself to our crowd, which probably will be low for a while until we get going here, but we'll continue talking. Well, hey, nobody out there. I'm Richie <laughs> Wilhelm uh, from La Crosse. Grew up in La Crosse, spent a little time out of the area, but uh, for the most part, I've spent the majority of my life in the area. Um, yeah, I guess I'm a carpenter. I got my own uh, construction company in the La Crosse area. Just uh, going into my 11th year of business, and I guess that's pretty much what pays for my hunting addiction. What's the construction company? Uh, Woodwise Carpentry. Shout out. Shout out, Woodwise. <laughs> so, um, obviously, thank you very much for coming and joining us. Yeah. You put some Appreciate great content that. on. I actually met your in-laws on the beach in Tampa. Or, Super uh, random. Yeah, I was pretty sober. <laughs> remember, remember it enough though. They were awesome people. Actually, Salmon and a um, Waffle House like two days later too. So we all were getting like this full Southern treatment, like Waffle Houses and beaches. But yeah, they that's were awesome. A, that's a pretty random place to meet them, considering you guys are all from Wisconsin, and then randomly meet down there, and then somehow I get brought into the picture. Well, you were already on our radar, so I told him that. Jed kind of brought you up because you guys shoot bow together, actually, don't you? Yeah. Where do you shoot yeah. bow at? Ooh, can't talk about it. Secret. <laughs> Total I've secret. been there. They sell yeah. beer when you're done. Mm, and definitely before. not the right place. <laughs> so kind of talk about how your hunting journey start, And then uh, if you want to go in, if you moved away for a little while, where did you go and what were your main target animals out there yeah i mean i guess it pretty much you know grew up and hunting fishing with my family you know i mean my dad hunted and fished forever and fortunately all my uncles did as well and you know i mean i was just able to kind of be surrounded with people that hunted and fished a lot and you know kind of gave me the opportunity to you know enjoy it i guess and really get the full spectrum of uh you know hunting and fishing and you know i mean it's pretty much been a part of my life ever since i can ever since my dad would actually let me go with you know i mean took a couple years of begging and you know him wanting to drag me around the extra weight but uh 
yeah, I mean, like I said, between him and uh, my uncles, it's been pretty, I've been pretty fortunate. We'll just, you know, say that. I mean, just compared to a lot of people that, you know, never really know how to get into it. I've kind of always had uh, plenty of avenues to explore and, and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, when I was 18, I moved out west for a little bit um, to uh, Washington and Oregon on the west side of the state there and uh, got to do some elk hunting and, and a little bit of mule deer hunting, but mainly elk. But uh, it kind of ran its course just being a carpenter and whatnot and living in a rainy state or that particular part of the state was rainy and pretty much kind of ran its course and had enough of that. So moved back to uh, Wisconsin and whatnot and yeah, I'd pretty much been in construction my whole life and, you know, paid for my hunting habits. So yeah, you, I'm sure you have a question involving elk hunting out west. Before we get into all the turkey stuff, I have like two days worth of questions. Well, let's stick it with like <laughs> let's stick with one right now and see how long it lasts, and then we'll see so, what happens. So I'm assuming it was bull hunting mainly. Yep. Yep. So that was like end of August was the beginning, or um, the majority of it was I would say like the first week or two of September. Okay. Um, one of them, you know, was on the western side of the state of Oregon, and that was uh, Rocky Mountain. And uh, the other one I actually killed out of a tree stand on the, the west side in, in Washington. So That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, I mean, right up my, right up my alley being a, a whitetail guy, and, you know, my buddy just kind of had a small parcel, and the elk just kind of migrated through there pretty frequently, and... I just happened to pick the right night to be in there, and it was a Sunday night, and he was, <laughs> when, I, when I shot him a text, told him I shot when I think he was more shocked than I was. <laughs> so, so were they bugling then, or? Um, the, the one in Oregon that I killed, that was, uh, that one was bugling. Um, I actually, we actually kind of called him in, we slipped down into the, this drainage, and we actually ended up getting a huge ravine between us that was literally impassable to where, you know, we weren't going to be able to get through it, nor was an elk, but across the way was about 50 yards, and a guy was behind me probably 15 yards bugling and, and you know, raking a tree with a, a big stick, and that bull couldn't handle it. We literally came down to that ditch or ravine edge and started tearing trees up and uh, shot him at like 50 yards across the ditch there. So yeah, it was pretty sweet. I mean, that was a backcountry hunt. Um, that was probably six or seven miles in from a trailhead. And that was, we had we contacted a guy, we had a guy pack us in with horses. They he packed all of our gear in and we hiked while the horses carried all of our gear and maybe a case of beer or two. <laughs> and, uh, and then, yeah, once we cut everything up and then he brought the horses in and carried all the meat out. So, I mean, as far as, you know, a lot of work, there was still plenty of work. I mean, there's still nothing easy about hunting the back country and stuff like that. And, but I mean, it was, it was a lot, 
less work than it could have been, that's for sure. Sure. Well, that didn't take but, too uh, long. I think you have no. time for another one. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say I got a lot of elk experience. You know, that was kind of when I lived out that way. I really, I, I you know, I mean, I don't want to try to, you know, say that I'm some sort of elk expert by no means, but I got a little information for you. So, uh, anything in the works for another one, another elk hunt or? Yeah. Um, I think that I might be going out to Montana with a guy this year, um, and, uh, shooting some video and some photos with him on a hunt. Um, currently kind of got a little bit of a mule deer addiction to where that's kind of, you know, there. I, I guess a guy can only do so much as far as right that goes on a on a normal person budget like myself yeah so but uh yeah i mean i mean yeah i mean it's definitely you know i mean i don't know i guess i'm kind of taking one thing at a time and just kind of putting all my eggs in you know kind of one basket and just really trying to kill a big mule deer i've kind of been after for like the last three years and been getting my butt kicked a little bit out in Colorado every year. I mean, missed a really nice one this year. Just kind of got misranged after he went behind some, some, I guess, uh, cedar trees or whatever they actually are, pine trees. And I uh, kind of dipped over the backside of this edge and arranged them for 40. And it was probably more like 46, 47 when I actually, where he actually was and arrow just, went right below the right below the vitals and yeah pretty big dick kicker you know backcountry <laughs> sleeping in a tent you know just you know you're exerting a lot of energy and you're putting a lot of effort into it and getting not always the the outcome you want but i mean i guess at the end of the day i guess you kind of you better expect that going and hunting out west and um yeah, I mean, success isn't easy with a bow anywhere. It doesn't matter what state you're in. Right. That's true. You so are, kinda... Hold on, hold on. I got one more. <laughs> you, you building points anywhere for anything? Yeah, I've been pretty bad on that. Have you? Um, everything that I've done has been in units that have allowed me pretty much to draw with one point, I think, is what they refer to it as. If you're putting in, that's what they refer to as one point or zero. I don't, you know, it, yeah. how they actually, you know. Every state's it, different, too. Every state's, <clears throat> excuse me, every state's different. And it's, you know, it's tough to, you know, just being from the Midwest and not really being in like a points thing. Like getting into it is is kind of difficult. Every Like you said, every state is extremely dif- different, you know, and application stuff is weird random numbers that you have no idea what meet you meet what they mean and yeah you really you really got to be on top of the game when it comes to western hunting and applying for points and you know units and stuff like that and so yeah but i'm a little behind i'm actually that's kind of my goal this year is to get mine and my wife's point game on point i guess and and really start i, I mean I'm, I'm not gonna like overly invest to where i'm gonna wait 10 years to hunt a lot of these places i mean 
from the research that I'm doing and the areas that I want to hunt and my expectations, I'm probably going to use points in, you know, two, three to four years. You know what I mean? Maybe certain states I might kind of try to really build some, but yeah, that's kind of where, where I'm at with that. Sure. We good? Move on. <laughs> okay. So, um, I would take it that your, uh, favorite game to hunt right now is mule deer then is that safe to say yeah i would definitely say that i got that that mule deer bug and i'm i'm pretty much all in on it and learning and digging as much as i can into it to where my wife's getting sick of it (laughs) (laughs) but it's it's an advantage for her and she knows that as well nice so do you have um history in the hunting industry I yeah, can't I, I mean, that. yeah, I did some stuff. Well, I guess kind of what started it all was a buddy of mine, Ross Moline, and I kind of <clears throat> met through some through some buddies of mine and kind of got introduced. And we both had a, a passion for filming and, you know, had big ideas and plans and stuff like that. And um, we actually put a DVD together called Bone Stackers, probably, I don't know, probably 12, 13 years ago now, and uh, just some buddies, and we kind of, yeah, I mean, it was pretty cool. We had a couple trips to Wyoming that we did, and a lot of it was whitetail stuff, um, but uh, that kind of, Ross actually had some stuff going with Tom Miranda pre- previously and was featured on whitetail country it was a show on espn you know back when shows were on espn and outdoor channel and pursuit and sportsman's were not even a thing and uh so once he did that you know we were already kind of doing some stuff together well tom kind of contacted ross and asked him if he wanted to be part of a, a new show called dominant bucks that they were starting um so i did that ross kind of you know we kind of chatted about where you know bone stackers was going and i mean the the lack of funds that we had to make it anything more than an expensive hobby for us and uh we i kind of jumped on board with the dominant bucks thing and yeah probably did that for boy i don't know eight or nine years which was a lot of self-filming and um me and ross did a lot of hunting together and still do and you know killed a lot of big bucks together mainly me filming him kill big bucks because i just didn't have the ground to do it (laughs) (laughs) that's it dominant bucks where was that showing at um it was on sportsman's channel Mm -hmm. i think it's i think it's on sportsman's channel i think they're still airing some of it not a, really a part of it anymore. Kind of went down some different, some different ways, and um, I think it was originally on the Outdoor Channel, but now it's on Sportsman's. Nice. I definitely, yeah, I've definitely heard of it. How many DVDs yeah. do you sell? Yeah, I mean it was cool. I mean definitely, you know, I got a lot of sweet gear out of it, and I was doing that stuff anyways, and you know it kind of, I guess, put me out there in a way with what i was doing and you know my ambition and you know we're i was you know everybody wants to be a part of it it's just 
hard to yeah. necessarily make a living doing it, you know? Yeah, I think the most impressive part is you guys did a DVD series. So how many, what was it called again? Bone Crusher? Bone Stackers. Bone Stacker. So how many Bone Stacker DVDs are rolling there, around out only, there? There's only one. There's <laughs> one. But uh, I think there's, yeah, God. <laughs> I'm going to have to dig it up and so I'll get you guys a copy. You guys, uh, it, it's, I mean, it, it's pretty funny watching We'll have to bring it, it back to life. Yeah, no, we might have to. We might, we, I always give Ross crap about it. I'm like, hey, man, we should bring the Bone Stackers back. And the funny thing was is we kind of started Bone Stackers before, like, Michael Waddell ever came out with, like, Bone Collectors or, you right. know, anything. It was just, we actually. So they owe you rights. Yeah, they, he owes me a hunt somewhere, at least. <laughs> Seems fair. So... We can get into anything else you want to cover before we get into turkey hunting. That's generally what we're trying to cover right now. Yeah, I mean, I guess not necessarily anything more than I already did, unless you want me to get specific on anything. But no, oh, that's I mean, fine. Let's dive in. I, I like to see that. Is that a Merriam behind you? Yeah, yeah. Jed those, has seen uh, those before. Yeah. Yeah, those are. I don't know. There's something about some white on a turkey that's just. You know, I mean, I guess I've hunted Easterns pretty much my whole life, and there's, you know, there's something cool about that that white rim of of color around that tail fan, and just, you know, all the all the white feathers on them and stuff like that. Jet Jet shaking his head like he don't want nothing to do with it. Oh, so, I'm shaking my head at something else. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, let's. What happened? <laughs> well, oh, you want? I didn't listen to any part of that. To be honest with you, you want to go over what happened last year? He had an interesting encounter with uh, Miriam. Yeah, a couple of them, actually. Uh, so as you know, Richie, I shot my long bowl all winter last year. and then This is like the one guy who has your back on this now. Yep. And uh, <laughs> for some dumb reason, I took my compound to Nebraska and uh, messed up multiple times. So, yeah. There may yeah, well, have been a like five-yard shot. Yeah, it was like six. Hey, I I don't even want to. I don't even. If we're for tallying scores, you guys don't even want to know. If you're, <laughs> if you're trying to shoot a turkey, I guess we try to do a lot of head shots. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's mainly what like you know for bow hunting turkeys. I mean, that's mainly we're, we're using those big broadheads and got the decoy super close and and whatnot. But um, yeah, I mean I've missed my fair share. I'm not. I ain't trying to kid anybody, so if it makes you feel any better. No, it doesn't, but, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I hear you. I've missed them with a shotgun, too. Oh, yeah, so. anybody that's never missed, I mean, the hardest part, I think, about trying to shoot turkeys with a bow is they're constantly moving. I mean, yep. you practice, you can shoot a turkey target all day that's not moving. You start putting a, a, a turkey in front, a live turkey in front of you, and you try to shoot it, whether it's a body shot or a head shot, those things are just constantly moving. It's not like they ever bed down. It's not. I mean, a strutter is going to be your best, your best opportunity when they're just freaking zoned in on like a uh, another strutter decoy or just you know super trying to impress a a lady. That's not. Is moving. that your uh, go-to for headshots? Then is when they're in full strut. Um, I guess I'll take any opportunity I can get. <laughs> I mean, 
I mean, I pretty much, you know, if we're if we're turkey hunting with our bows, I usually have a strutter out. I'm trying to get them to strut and commit to the decoys 100%. <laughs> you guys, you guys raising turkeys or what's going on? Yeah, Taylor's roommates in the background just. Making a mess of everything. <laughs> All right, let's get back on track. <laughs> so, um, thinking back to last year, what's your top turkey hunt that you can remember? Any hunt, really, if you want to get in specifics, but um, for sure, your favorite hunt, turkey hunt from last year. Um, the last two years in a row, we actually been going out to Nebraska for their early Arctic tree season, which is in March, end of March. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's super fun. I mean, just for, especially because it's like, you know, you come out of the winter, you're just, you're jonesing from not deer hunting anymore and just looking for something to do and you'll take anything you can get. But I mean, I love turkey hunting in general, but yeah, there's a, there's a crew of us. There's uh, some friends of ours from Indiana that come up. Uh, a friend of ours from Florida, another guy from Missouri, and we all kind of meet in Nebraska and got some ground, you know, through one of the guys there. And, yeah, it's just a cool group of people, and it's just a fun hunt. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love whitetail hunting, but there's just something a little more laid back about, about turkey hunting and just, I guess, less stressful. For me, anyways, I don't, I don't know why it is. I guess I think I just put too much into whitetail hunting and just kind of stress myself out sometimes with it and i mean i definitely do i i like panic attacks about not being able to control the weather so <laughs> yeah i mean and i think scent control is always just tough especially hunting the bluff areas that yeah well, <laughs> you know i mean the bluff system and just the way that winds roll over hills and yeah. stuff like that that is just you know there's a lot of guys that from different parts of the country that just don't even understand and you know a west wind is a west wind whereas a west wind here in certain spots is a southeast the way it rolls and you know the valleys and coolies and over the bluffs and all around and yeah it'll drive you crazy that but, is uh, for sure i think it takes a few years to really figure out you know the best tree to have a stand in because like I think of this one spot that I hunt where literally 40 yards makes all the difference in the world versus seeing deer with a west wind and seeing nothing with a west wind yeah the hard part is when you're limited to trees and just the way things lay out to where you can't be where you actually want to be <laughs> and being 40 yards away you might as well not even be sitting there unless you're just nature watching. Yep. Yeah, you should find a cut happy farmer that <laughs> cuts all the good trees off the property. <laughs> well, I guess it's better than having no spot to hunt. Sure. That's fair. I know. I I I'm not I'm not like complaining too much. I'm just <laughs> a little bit. If I had to complain just, about one just, thing, just a little bit. Just <laughs> you to be more like Richie. He's a glass half full type of guy. Working on it. Deer hunting does bring the worst out of people, though. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, so it, 
I know my wife really loves it too when we uh, just turkey hunting. I don't. That's you guys hear that? Yeah. Do anything weird? Yeah. That's fine. All right. Not a problem. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, just not having to deal with scent and turkey hunting, like, I feel like just like changes my entire vibe with things. It just relaxes me that much more because I, you know, I mean, that and your turkeys, you're kind of to me. Turkey hunting's kind of like mini elk hunting, where you're 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 speaking, you know, you're talking to these the critters and stuff like that, you know. I mean, where you know, with deer hunting, it's a very patient game and can be extremely frustrating. And you know, I mean, just going back to the way timber lays out here and only being able to see 40 yards in a tree stand and stuff like that. I mean, there's just Deer hunting just can be extremely stressful. <laughs> I know I'm kind of going down that rabbit. I feel like you're an emotional. You're having like emotional problems about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. Whereas turkey hunting, I mean, I just, I guess, I've had a lot of success with it. I mean, I have deer hunting too. I'm not trying to say that I haven't killed any deer, but I just, I guess, turkey hunting's awesome. I just love that. You know, you're, it's getting into spring, you're coming out of winter, and you're just that spring mornings and hearing turkeys freaking gobbling their heads off on the roost and pitching down in the field come freaking strutting in. And, yeah, not much you know, better I mean, than that. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, turkey hunts just, I think, is probably, it's one of the greatest hunts, I think, to introduce someone into hunting into, too, you know, I mean... I mean, that's kind of pretty much how I got my wife into hunting. I mean, she didn't really hunt. She was super outdoorsy before that and, you know, took her turkey hunting. Obviously, the first morning she killed one, or she, she went out, she killed one. So I, I'm sure that helped that the helps. situation. But, uh, I mean, yeah, we just have a great time with it. And there's a lot of opportunities, I guess. I guess I can get on a lot more properties turkey hunting. Then I can deer hunting, and I think that I enjoy that too. Just not consistently having to hunt the same farm over and over like deer hunting, where I'm just limited to a certain area and I can never get outside that to, I guess, help myself be more successful. Right. Whereas with turkeys, I can kind of, you know, people are just willing to let you turkey hunt, and I'm not. Hopefully, I'm not giving out my best secret by everybody going and knocking on doors now and being able to hunt all my turkey spots. I think it's a, if it, whatever, we, we're on the big thing where if anyone, if you need land to find, to hunt, turkey hunting's probably the best way to do it. If it gets you out in the woods and buying a tag, then <laughs> knock on every door. I'll give you a couple of properties probably. Oh, turkey hunting's wild. There's everybody just... Yeah, I mean, and it's one of those things that I, you know, I don't really deer hunt with anybody other than, you know, my wife and I and and my dad, you know, I mean, we, I guess with deer hunting, you have like the small core of people that you hunt with. Oh, for sure, yeah. Whereas with turkey hunting, I like, I freaking, I will turkey hunt with anybody because I love turkey hunting. Wisconsin is just kind of weird with just the way that there's six seasons and you know, you, you got to draw tags, but you can get leftovers. I, I don't know. I, turkey hunting is just one of those things where you can enjoy it with a lot of people, and you know, it's just a little more laid back. And I 
think maybe that's some of it. But, Jed uh, maybe has a issue with the drawing of takes. Not as bad as Richie's wife. Tell that story, Richie. Oof. Yeah, my this year my wife uh, put in for second and third and got a six-season tag. Oh, my God. I never even heard of that. Yeah, I think something's messed up this year. Yeah, and oh. I've, I've heard I heard of another guy who ended up getting a six-season tag in a different zone. <laughs> Weston got a tag in a different zone, but that was his that own, was fault. own fault. <laughs> so I, I, zone two, not zone one. I guess that whole thing just doesn't make sense when they still have leftover third right. season tags. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense at all. I mean, I got it's a first just... season tag, so I guess I'm not super mad. <laughs> but if I would have been, I told her multiple times, I'm like, I'd be calling the DNR every day until they gave me a third season tag. <laughs> so do you strictly hunt turkeys with bow, or um, do you use a shotgun too? I mean... I, I use both. I mean, I've, I killed a bunch with a shotgun, you know, like first coming up into turkey hunting and tried the, the bow hunting thing and always resorted back to shooting them with a gun. And, and then, uh, you know, I think it's one of those things with turkey hunting. If you're going to use a bow, you literally just have to commit to it because turkeys are weird. You can have five horrible days and then the sixth time you go turkey hunting, the thing frickin' walks right into 10 yards and stands in your decoy long enough for you to throw a rock at it. That's why we go and, to Nebraska, because it keeps me away from the shotgun, and I don't have a choice. Yeah. Makes yeah, you stick I with mean, it. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota's got an, uh, a tag, too, where you can hunt all their seasons if you strictly want to archery hunt, too. So that's definitely on our radar this year we got a lease over there that we deer hunt on and stuff like that too and but uh especially seeing my wife got a six season tag that's uh <laughs> that's uh minnesota is definitely probably going to be one of those spots that we spend a little more time this year right so this is a little bit longer of a question so what is a tactic that you think you've learned that has improved your turkey and something that the general public might struggle with or that you used to struggle with that's kind of changed um, the game for you. I think for us, just being patient and the, the decoys that we use, I think, made a big difference. It yeah, just seems like the decoys are kind of like cheating sometimes for us. It's just every time you go out, you just stick them out there and they run in for like the first two seasons. Yeah. So what's well, that I mean, for you? But that's why you use them, isn't it? I know. They're like a drug. I can't stop using them. I mean, there's times where I feel like there's times where they hurt you, though, too. You know, I mean, yeah, I've had them hang up at plenty of times at 60, 70 yards with decoys. And you're just like, damn decoys. You know, I mean, but uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely use decoys a lot. Um, I guess my biggest thing is you kind of you pretty much said it, which was which was patience. I mean, I can't, you know, I mean, it, it's crazy how. Once a turkey shuts up, or a tom specifically shuts up, and you know you think that he's not coming anymore, and you go to get up, get your decoys, or just kind of had enough because he won't respond back to you anymore, and all of a sudden you get up and you take two steps from where you're sitting, and there he was coming down the edge, silent. Yeah. I mean, it like when we hunt in Nebraska. I mean, we 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 pull all day sits for the. I mean multiple times we have you know i mean just because 
I guess out there they have big flocks to where it's hard. If you do get out, you don't know if you're going to be able to get back in, get the decoys out and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But, um, yeah, around here, I mean, I think it, you know, I mean, but that's hunting. Patience is it's hunting, especially bow hunting. I mean, yeah, I think that's probably one of the biggest things. I mean, if you suck at turkey calling, that's not going to help you at all. I mean, I've heard some horrible turkey calls from the neighbors. I'm like, that guy kills a turkey today. I'm going to hang it up. He probably did. <laughs> yeah, he might have. He might have. Some of those hens sound terrible. Yeah, I mean, decoys are, yeah, the decoy game. I mean, I use uh, some Avian X decoys, which is, you know, definitely, you know, an awesome decoy. It's not a Dave Smith, but to me, the money that you spend on Dave Smith decoys isn't worth it to me for what I can get out of an Avian X decoy. I mean, and that's just my opinion. I can put a, I can put a real fan in it. It's kind of a smaller decoy. The strutter is, so it doesn't. It's got the strutter look, but it's kind of an oversized basketball, to where I feel like it doesn't look like a extremely dominant tom. But you know, I mean, if there is a dominant tom in the area and sees a strutting tom in his his zone, he's definitely gonna challenge that strutter. So. I totally agree with you. I think the avions are, but those that strutter being that small is so so nice. I used to have a, my first at a pretty boy, pretty girl. Did you ever see those? Yeah, yeah. That I thing was like the size of a refrigerator. <laughs> yeah, that hard plastic and stuff yep. like that. Yeah. The only thing that I really liked about it. What's that? The one. Yeah. What'd you say, Jed? Oh, we screwed wings on. Oh that. yeah, uh, I screwed no. real wings in there, and the one I actually forgot to um put baking soda on the wings and maggots <laughs> took over Lots it maggots. and a coyote attacked it because it was rotting out in the yeah. field but yeah. um yeah the one thing i really liked about that carry light decoy though was it was super lightweight and that peg system that it had where the decoy was just kind of on it i had like a fishing line attached to it and i could kind of give it some movement so like if I had one like hanging up and I just kind of could shake, I could pull that fishing line and like shake that decoy a little bit or spin it to mm-hmm. give it like a movement. I mean, that's one thing I really can't do or I haven't like figured out how to do very well with that Avian X just because it's kind of a little heavier in the way that it inflates. You know, it just doesn't give me that movement like that carry light. But I mean, as far as realistic look. I mean, yeah, that Avian X is on point for sure. And they're nice because they, like you said, deflate and you can collapse them into a bag. Yeah. But they are heavier yeah. for sure. I, I, use, I still use the uh, bag for the Pretty Boy or Pretty Girl to haul the Avians around. So that was a nice bag. Yeah, I really haven't figured out a good system. I, I usually run like a three decoy setup. So I'm, I always, when I'm turkey hunting, I just look like a freaking Cabela store walking out in the woods and then mm-hmm. throw some camera gear in the mix of that. And it's just ridiculous. Can only imagine what somebody who doesn't know me thinks when they see me walking through the woods with all that shit. <laughs> I was just editing our first season from last year and there was five of us, two blinds, <laughs> 20 decoys or something 
And we had to go from the road up over a hill, and we were trying to put sneak on a flock in that snowstorm that first day of Wisconsin season. Yeah. And I'm like, if anyone saw us, we came to drive down the road, and it's, they look like, it looked like we have bodies in our bags. Like, <laughs> it's it's crazy how much stuff you you haul along. It's you you have well, a lot I mean, less anxiety also, when you leave that. I mean, it's also one of those things, you know, not having those decoys like we talked about can totally, drive you crazy. Can totally change a hunt too. Right. For sure. So, if you want to dive into bow hunting a little bit more, kind of the tactics that you use, um, maybe give us some tips. We're heading out to Nebraska opening. We're going to be out there opening day, opening two, if needed, three days of the season. So, any tips for Nebraska early season and bow hunting turkeys in general? Mainly for Jed, shot placement. <laughs> Boy. I'm not going to lie, I've had some horrible experience shooting turkeys in the body, and and that's kind of what, you know, pretty much got me on track with trying to shoot the heads off of them was, you know, I mean, there's a small kill zone on a turkey. You know what I mean? There's a lot of breast meat in the front end of a turkey that you think if you hit a turkey that it's just going to die. I've had plenty of zombie birds go freaking soaring off ridges because... You know, the shot wasn't perfect. I mean, um, yeah, so, I, I mean, shot placement, freaking look at, go online and just look at where the vitals are on a turkey. I mean, they're above the legs. You know, I mean, they're just, it, it's just kind of one of those things. If you, if you get a better analogy of the anatomy of a turkey, I think it's going to be a lot better for you. I mean, because with guys with a shotgun, you put the bead on the head and you got a freaking spread of BBs like that, you know, that you got a lot of room for air. Whereas, whereas with a bow, I mean, you, you have no room for air, I guess. Or That's shoot them in the legs too and then get up to them and do whatever. Have you, you had can. luck with that? Um, I try not. Like I said, we've been trying to shoot the heads off of them, which has been, you know, either going right. to. You're either going to kill them clean or you're going to miss. So, I would say... Do you have any comments to him on shot placement? No. I think we did the... We we talked about it beforehand, too, and, and talked about if one is full strut facing you, drive it right through its chest, and that's exactly what he did at five yards, and the thing walked away like nothing happened to it. So, we definitely yeah, learned I mean, our lesson. Yeah. It's... Shooting them in the body is extremely tough. Like I said, I mean... I gave one like a Texas hard shot last year and that was probably the first one I shot in the body in a long time and that was still not as quick and clean as I would have hoped it would have been. But I mean, it is what it is sometimes and you know, I mean, you just, you always hope that you shoot them right in the heart and it's boom, done right there and they fall over face first in the dirt. but. Sometimes they like to crawl and they like to walk away and go find a nice brush pile, and it's kind of a tough search too because it's not like a turkey really bleeds out that well. I mean, feathers soak up a lot of blood. If you're following a blood trail on a turkey, I think more times than not, what you're following on a turkey, a wounded turkey that you shot, is feathers. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Just random feathers or tracks, you know, depending on how soft the soil is and whatnot. But, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Anything from you, Jed? No. He's got a, he's the main person that's shooting. You probably can get the tag this year out there too. Hopefully we'll get another tag. So, let's see here. Yeah, okay. I can't really remember what you were, you said turkey placement and then something Just, else. What, I don't which part of Nebraska are you guys at when you head out there? Ooh, you we're can't in, talk about that. <laughs> it's a big state. <laughs> We're in the northern, northern eastern we're, corner. We're we're over here. <laughs> He's like, no, I, you've been burned before for ta <laughs> for talking in public. Yeah, you just you know, like it's not necessarily my spot either. You know what I mean? I don't need to lose my spot because I did podcast. Because <laughs> you're talking. My buddy goes, really? You really wanted to not go turkey on with this anymore, <laughs> didn't you? That's funny. Yeah, we. Uh, it's interesting because Nebraska is such a difference in different parts of the state. Like we've been out to the southwest part, and it's pretty much like Colorado, like western hunting. Whereas the northeast part is relatively similar to um, Minnesota, Iowa. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, so are you guys? Are you guys hunting egg fields out there and stuff like that? No, no. We the place we got. Um, permission on last year's uh, pasture. Big, okay. Like, well, you know, like 200 acre pasture or something? Yeah. It's, basically, uh, they're just. Go ahead. Oh, I said basically they're just kind of finding some big cottonwoods and then just kind of. Yeah, there's a big creek bottom that comes through it, so. Okay, and so that's. that's like, the area we're that we're in actually has oaks and uh, cedars, so, you know, yeah. oaks are in the lower elevation and then up on the hills, it's. Um, cedars yeah yeah no I mean we've we've hunted both out there I mean there's a spot that we hunt along the river that just has a pile of birds but I mean that's where all the big roost trees are and stuff like that but then obviously as you get off the river more it opens up and you get more cedar breaks and you know open pasture ground or flat egg and stuff like that and then they're super limited on roost trees which does make it nice you know i mean if you find turkeys in open country i mean a roost tree is pretty pretty narrowed down and repetitious for those birds yeah from what from what i've experienced you know i mean whereas around here it's they they hop trees all the time to different roost trees i mean i i haven't really found any consistency with birds around here i mean areas yeah but not like out in Nebraska where these birds are specifically kind of in trees that they're limited to for the most part. Right. So anything else? Um, any else hunting related, turkey hunting related? Because we're about to get into the fun part now. <laughs> you don't know about this. Yeah, you might. I sent him the award. You're supposed to keep it secret. Well, news to me. Idiot. He is an idiot. Stupid, stupid. Try to give someone a title in a company and they start ruining stuff. Come on now. So, start Jed it. usually starts it out. Any random thought can't have, it can't have anything to do with hunting. Um, 
What's our favorite random thought so far? Mine, mine still is Round the roundabouts because I love roundabouts. We talked like for four or five minutes one minute <laughs> on that. Hopefully we won't go down the rabbit hole that much. <laughs> you want me to just go? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so my random thought is that from now on, I think nobody should ever flip a brat with anything besides their hands. <laughs> and like you, you have to do the like, ah, <laughs> like, oh, that hurt, like, that, hurt. that was hot, that was stupid, <laughs> but I'm gonna do it again. <laughs> Yeah. You know, and I think well, what's that, your reasoning for that? I think it makes them taste better. <laughs> like, because uh, if you're like, you're not like poking it, like your juice kicking out. Or what? Well, you never turn a bra with a fork unless you're you. No, I don't. I use my hands like a man. Thank you. See? <laughs> but like I've used or tongs before. Yeah, I've used tongs. And then afterwards, I'm like, ah, this just isn't the same. <laughs> Did something happen to you this week? Because you texted me on like Monday. I have my random thought. Yeah, I was flipping brats. With okay. my hands. And I did it again today. It was Fine. awesome. Richie, mm -hmm. any comments on Jed's random thought? I mean, I don't disagree with it, but I, if there's a set of tongs there, I'm going to fucking use them. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to throw them. I'm going to throw them and break them from now on. Whenever I see a pair of tongs, buy brats. I've never... That's what I'm saying. I mean, there's, I mean, I'll probably flip the first one and then go like that. Like, I have a pair of tongs right there. Like, <laughs> I got, I got He's 11 smart. more brats to flip here. <laughs> yeah. Weston, do you have a random thought? Yeah. Um, so driving home today through lacrosse, I saw a guy in driving Why don't you one, get of those, in the camera? one of those smart cars, like the real tiny, and this dude's like 6'5", probably sitting in there. I doubt it. And, uh, well, you know, there's no way you, yeah. What kind of psychotic animal wants to drive a vehicle like that? We probably have the right audience for this. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I get, I get that it's, it's a death trap, we, right? Say yeah. it, Richie. Oh, I just said especially this time of year, like a little... Yeah, there's no way those are four-wheel drive. Yeah, a little fart box like that and the way everybody drives, like... Got to be 10 minutes late everywhere, and it's snowing, so first person getting smoked on the road is that guy in the smart car, for sure. And there's just, <laughs> and there's no ways, no chance of survival, so that's just, they my probably random thought was really like, big airbags. maybe, the whole thing <laughs> is just like one, maybe the whole thing is just one big airbag. Well, it, yeah. No, I think people just die. I think they accept yeah. that fact. Like, they just know and they're going to And this is like die. miles per gallon and the, death, boys. The, th the thing about it is... It's like the new tough thing. I know. I drive a smart car. I'm ready to die today. Well, <laughs> look how fucking tough I am. Yeah. Way I'll jump off a cliff you. tomorrow. Oh, you got your, you got your uh, four-door vehicle? Yeah. Hey, but at least you got 40 miles to the gallon. <laughs> Probably like a They better get like 100, don't they? Otherwise, it's, otherwise is that worth the eagle... That's funny. Diminishment. This isn't a random thought for this, but one of my number one goals for Turkey Hunt is to get an electric golf cart and just drive. <laughs> like, would there be anything you, better? You and Cody Phillips are going to be best friends. I actually, I, uh, I got a little See? gas. I got a little gas golf cart. I've had. Have you hunted with it? Yeah, yeah. I use it quite a bit. A lot of it, you know. I mean just nice for stand prep and stuff like that i mean i i don't really get to use it like i would a, a an electric cart just because it is a little noisier 
Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I can definitely cut a lot of ground, a lot of distance with it. And it just, excuse me, doesn't sound like a four wheeler. I mean, it's a little, it's definitely it's a little calmer. Yeah. I think that, yeah. uh, that thing needs a bigger Instagram presence on your Instagram account. Yeah. I'll have to, I, I call it the bone buggy. <laughs> there we go. So Jacob made a comment here saying horses lives don't matter. <laughs> What are we talking about horses? Yeah. That's a pretty random thought. <laughs> There's his thought. Horses <laughs> lives well, don't matter. Jacob Spurley, thank you for the uh horse shooter, how you doing? And then he said it's his cousin that shot the horse. Oh. Oh, you guys need to just stop commenting on here. So my <laughs> random thought is and if you are a snowmobiler, make a comment. How happy snowmobilers must be in our area, or just in Wisconsin in general. It's been what, like ten years since you've been able to fire the thing up, <laughs> and you've been like running for two weeks straight now. I heard him like brat, 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 brat out the kitchen window last night. Yeah, yeah I, I gotta, I gotta. I don't really care for snowmobiles. I mean, probably because I don't have one, because it never snows enough to ever buy one. <laughs> I wish yeah. I had one now just for enjoying, but I had a hunt over in Minnesota this year where the trails weren't open, and randomly some guy, the last day of the Minnesota season that I was able to hunt, and I had some bucks dialed in on, on some public ground, and they were, I'd been hunting them for like three days, and it was literally just a matter of time before it happened, and yeah, randomly some guy on a snowmobile decided to use the one inch of snow on the trails that day and yeah talk about of course talk about uh wanting to hate snowmobilers that that really gave me that bad vibe there damn so it's to you richie your inaugural Boy, random thought of 1080 outdoors podcast i was trying to think of this because weston gave up the goods yeah, my bad. It usually it catches people yeah. off guard and they like, they feel like attacked a little bit. But if you're ready, it's still I, a hard thing to think it. of. I was I was thinking about it today. I was like, I don't even know. You know, usually you can like have something pop up in your brain as as you go throughout the day and stuff like that. When the pressure gets turned on, your brain shuts off. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, I guess if what my random thought is is fuck snow <laughs> in the winter. Yeah, enough of it. Like it I've been cooped now. up, I've been cooped up in the house and really can't get much work done that I got going because it's all exterior related. So it's kind of kind of sucks. I haven't been able to do any scouting. I know it's hunt related, but that's pretty much what my life is: hunting related, everything. Yes. But, what else would uh, it be related to? <laughs> yeah. Well, you have a wife, yeah. so probably should be I something else. It's not really a great random thought, and I'm sure you guys are like, man, this guy's probably going to have something good, and you're like, this guy sucks at random thoughts. No, I hear you, man. I hear you with the fuck snow, fuck snowmobilers, too. Yeah. And I was I mean, driving, so I came back from Nashville this week, and I knew the storms were happening, and I was driving lacrosse, and I accidentally drove into a snowbank and I got bumped back like I ran into a piece of cement. Like what happened in lacrosse? Did it just pour and then there's just feet of ice piled yeah, up or yeah. what? Yeah, we had it. Yeah, we got some ice. 
the most absurd thing I've ever seen. Yeah, everything's just a freaking big concrete snowbank right now, and it's, I mean, come on, give us a day of 30 just to, like, make it feel like we're in a tropical heat wave or something, <laughs> just some yeah, sort like of norm, yesterday. like, like That's not 10 30. degrees, Shut up. 10 degree oh, high man. and 20 degree highs, like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I guess at least the sun's shining, but. Trying to be glass half full of here, Jeff. I know, we're, we're within a month now of Nebraska, and it's like. There's no end in sight. It's going to be like, so cold. We're going to deal with what we did last. We did. I don't know when you guys been out there last year, but we had 25 mile an hour winds and like 20 degrees the, like the three days we were out there. Yeah, we we were we usually out there for the opener. Is I think we were like, a week late. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm just, I just want to get outside and enjoy some freaking shed hunting and just kind of, this is kind of my time of year where I like to really investigate some some areas of property yeah can hunt and just you know see sign and stuff like that and you know i just i guess i don't get super invasive in the fall and maybe you know that it's not a good thing or maybe it it is but um yeah i just i just kind of like this time of year to you know dial some things in for this coming season and wall do a little spring walleye fish and i don't really I'm not a big fisherman, but I guess I do like the spring walleye fish and and then obviously turkeys and shed hunting and stuff like that, but That's for sure. Yeah, I'm just ready. I'm ready for something close. So Richie, the easiest place for people to find you would be this. Right here. Right here. This right little here. Instagram icon right here. Go ahead and hit a follow for him. Anything else, Richie? Um, yeah, I guess I'm on Facebook too. Not really as much anymore once all the ads and everybody's, everybody decided to put their random thoughts on Facebook. Kinda <laughs> hey, don't bash decided. the ads on Facebook. That's how people make livings. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, if I'm not getting a check, I'm still going to bash it. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. All right, man. Well, thanks a ton for, uh, sticking through this with us. Um, if you want to yeah, hang on the yeah. line, we will hang up and we'll talk to you. Once people aren't yeah. eavesdropping, I'll, I'll tell and then you we'll be back on it. We'll be back on at seven thirty with Sam uh, Soholt. So, what a time is it right now? So a half hour. Actually, eight o'clock. He ran right out snow drift. On the eight o'clock. So we got an hour. Sweet. Rishi, hang tight. Thank, Thank you. Yeah, he got stuck in a snow drift on the way to dinner. He said. Okay. Mmm.